0: Yes, this is episode 73, and today we'll be talking about Monster Buddies. I'm GC13.
1: And I'm Sophia.
0: So, Monster Buddies, kind of a favorite of mine, what do you think?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely, this is... It's such just a cute, innocent little episode. And I wouldn't think anything of it if, you know, it weren't for the following episodes that went on to about Steven's healing powers and, you know, Lapis. Because originally... Before Lapis came around, you might have thought that Stephen healing the Corrupted Gems was going to be the plot of the show, but the Corrupted Gems have kind of become background characters at this point.
0: Yeah, I'm seriously confused. I thought that Season 2 would be the monstrous time to shine, but we haven't He had even the barest mention of them. It's been surprising, really.
1: I want my centipedal to be healed. Like I even know. even if it never returns back to its original gem form, like for Steven to have just like a little a little like acid puppy just sounds really fun. Like just add more to the crew. You'll have Lion and then you'll have the centipedal.
0: <laughs> uh oh, pet rivalry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Lion may not be able to spit acid, but he can spit portals, so True. that's pretty useful. True but i i i would really really like to see Centipedal get returned to her proper gem form but obviously there'd be that intermediate time where she's just as the little centa puppy
1: the cent oh the centa puppy i i vote for that to be the new name <laughs> which makes it just all the sadder that when the crystal gems were in the ice cave and they're like cake- they're like punting the the puppy across the cave and it's just like so awful.
0: Yeah, I know. That's that's a really hard scene to watch. It's like, come on, come on, Pearl. I know you're a very loyal bodyguard, but like but gotta gotta pack gotta, gotta take it down a notch.
1: But Garnet literally like punt like kicked it. Oh, that's well, so she, awful. At, at
0: least she was just trying to trying to get get it out of the way where it couldn't hurt Steven. Pearl's just going in for the attack.
1: Well Pearl did smack it. Like she didn't stab at it, she like yeah. hit it like a baseball bat.
0: And, of course, Amethyst demonstrates why at this (laughs) point in the series, she is maybe not the best fighter.
1: Yeah, she just, like, launches the centipede towards them, and that, like, literally disables them for a good ten seconds. Because they all crash into the wall, and they're like, ugh.
0: Ouch, Amethyst, why? But... Yeah, Other than how hard that, that little bit there was to watch, at least we ended with a super sweet ending, and we got some yeah. really good moments in this.
1: It was like, it's kind of funny how the episode was trying to be kind of touching, but at the same time making fun of how touching it was. Like, how can you not remember? This all happened today!
0: Yeah, that was Steven Steven, you have to remember, that was beautiful.
1: Yeah. And I I like how it's trying to be, you know, like dramatic and really like hard to watch, but you know, they're just amethyst launching the the beetle towards themselves like they're kind of poking fun at themselves while at the same time being kind of kind of feelsy. I like that.
0: But it's when when he's doing the remember the chip times, you know, it's, it's good that they had the you have to remember this all happened a day because I'm sitting here thinking, dude, you only know her for one day, and then oh, Stephen made fun of it, so I'm not allowed to make fun of the episode now.
1: Oh well, yeah, being a little self conscious about it, it helps. But
0: I mean, it, it was beautiful, and it was it was so Stephen.
1: Yes, absolutely. This whole episode was so Stephen. Like, him, because he immediately approached the centipede, like, how you're supposed to approach a scared animal, especially, like, a cat. Like, you get low on the ground, and you, like, approach them, and you talk all softly, and you hold out your hand, and you let them come to you. Like, that's the whole thing, and Stephen did that, and he was just so precious. And I like how the centipede, it's so small, like, you think of it as this small little thing. It's as tall as Stephen.
0: Hmm. I don't know. I mean, you, you mean it's, if it were to stand up on its hind legs?
1: No, like, I looked at, I was watching them walk through the door, like the centipedal, at least its hair goes to the, to the door. Oh,
0: hair doesn't count. (laughs) You can't count the hair, but, I'm telling you, when this, when this episode first came out, I, I, I had been predicting before this episode that the monsters were just gem wildlife, but, you know, when Monster Buddies came out, I knew, we're gonna find something out about the monsters, and it, Turned out, you know, the, the centipedal's little transformation sequence where she first starts off with the default, you know, mannequin body before mm-hmm, turning into the mm-hmm. monster. It's like, oh, that said a lot. in just, uh, you know, without having any attention called to it.
1: Yeah, and looking at the kind of default mannequin form, the centipedal is a pretty big gem. Like, pretty tall. Maybe not super, like, not a quartz size, but definitely, like, decently sized.
0: I'm I'm still hoping she's a Quartz, so so that if she's a Quartz, then, you know, once Steven heals her, he can have his own quartz, own quartz Honor Guard, just like Blue Diamond had two of them. Steven can have one. That would be nice.
1: Well, he can have two, considering Amethyst.
0: Uh, no, Amethyst is just a Quartz soldier. She's not an Honor... Or, I'm assuming, since Blue Diamond had two Honor Guards with gems in their eyes, that that's the defining feature i'm I'm extrapolating a lot from a single scene in a flashback i'm I'm doing the full ronaldo thing
1: i don't think steven needs bodyguards he's got the crystal gems they protect him you know
0: i'm pretty sure that if blue diamond had wanted to fight rose and pearl she could have done a lot better than those two so i don't think it's a matter of needing the bodyguard i think they're a status symbol true
1: Let's talk about how awesome Amethyst was in the episode. Like she had no <laughs> defining role, but was just like this really hilarious background support that it's I love. Yeah, just
0: Amethyst sitting around being radical.
1: <laughs> but how, like, she does the same thing that I do whenever a friend gets roasted. I'm like, oh, ho, ho, ho!
0: and you just got garnetted. Yeah, <laughs> and. Shut down by the G-Squad!
1: I'm I'm so like that. And I'm the same, too. Like, if my food ever falls on the floor, I'm just, like, dramatic, like, on my knees, like, screaming in the rain. No! And how she spoke Spanish, too. That's easily my favorite joke in the entire series. (laughs) Because it was just so, so out of left field. Like, I remember the first time I watched this, I had to pause the episode and just, like double over and just laugh for a good five minutes because it just it really it really hit me and i want to know does amethyst know how to speak spanish
0: hmm we don't really get very many shots of the characters speaking other languages connie used one word amethyst used two
1: she used three
0: well no is kind of i don't know if how do you count that no okay Bottom line is, I don't think we're going to learn much about language. I don't think it's a focus of the show. I did like the, you know, I mentioned shut down by the G-Squad, and we, we mentioned in Steven and the Stevens that the guitar was a subtle nod to Garnet's status as a fusion, and a lot of people caught on to the G-Squad. You know, but Garnet's only one gem unless... Oh. So I think that's another subtle nod.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. That never occurred to me.
0: Oh, just fun things. Watching the episode today, I realized I had never seen it before. But when he drops the bag of chaps, it looks like it changes, so it says chumps instead of chaps. I mean, you can't see the C H, but you can see the U M P.
1: I never, I never saw, never.
0: Yeah, that's just a fun little Easter egg. I think
1: it was kind of interesting how not only could the centipede eat with the eyeball in its mouth, but it had the desire to eat in the first place, which is weird to me because gems don't need to eat and you'd assume the same would go for gem monsters.
0: Yeah, that is curious, but what I thought was really interesting was the gust of wind that blew the chip directly into the centipedal's mouth. I mean, (laughs) elemental control? Maybe, maybe not. I mean, it's not used as a plot point, so we have no way of knowing, but that was kind of cool.
1: I don't know. And i like, kind of this brought up to a little theory that I just sort of thought of. Maybe when the gems were corrupted, they kind of adopted the animalistic features of the Earth life.
0: Well, we know that in Bubble Buddies, that worm was feeding on that gem kelp.
1: Yeah, shiny stuff.
0: So maybe the monsters have an innate desire to eat, but it might just be because the centipedal saw Steven eat. And Steven was using the chips as a reward. She she decided to go for some of that. That too. I mean, later in the episode, she stops eating the chips when he disperses them as a reward. You know, she just, she's just doing it to do it at that point. Like, to be part of the team.
1: I don't know. So many questions. Yeah. I mean,
0: really, it's a general minor point. I didn't another thing that i only noticed when i watched it today is when they come to the end of their journey and they see the skeleton of the man propped up by the crack there you see steven reacts he's like oh but he's about to do the squaw thing anyway before the centipede just he's going to do it reluctantly before the centipede just charges right on through it
1: yeah the centipede all gets all excited
0: so he doesn't have to but he he was about to call call down the thunder
1: I I liked Garnet just having to squeeze through the cracks because she's just so big. (laughs) That
0: was nice.
1: Like, the centipede didn't bother making the hole any bigger because it fit fine, and Steven fit fine, but Amethyst could crawl a little bit, Pearl had to, you know, squish down, and Garnet was just absolutely smushed.
0: Yeah, I mean, remember back in the day when Garnet was considered big? Ooh. (laughs) Jasper just sort of had to punch her way through.
1: Yeah, exactly. Oh, imagine if it was, like, Rose on the missions with them. That would be...
0: Well, we... Garnet could have shapeshifted down if she'd had to. We saw Amethyst can shapeshift her form down, too.
1: Well, she could have unfused as well, although shapeshifted... Yeah,
0: no. <laughs> Not gonna do that.
1: Yeah, because I remember I was watching that I was thinking, yeah, she could, like, unfuse, just walk through real quick. And then fusing. I mean, they, they
0: didn't even unfuse so they could tell Steven how they met, so they're not gonna unfuse except for a very big occasion. I like the fan art of them unfusing so that he so they can go on a double date with him and Connie.
1: <laughs> I li- I like the, the kind of little fan theories of Steven having a wedding for a Ruby and Sapphire, but Garnet never unfuses. So it's just <laughs> Garnet. I now
0: pronounce you a marriage. <laughs> I mean, you think once Steven becomes a diamond, which I hope he ha- hope happens, you know, he he would have the power to, you know, give her that honorary title. You know, it's a gem thing, so maybe. maybe.
1: Well, he could just go online and get a, a license.
0: Yeah, get certified as a certified to marry based on the church of com.
1: Well, I don't know, like, would Garnet be able to get the papers since Steven and the Crystal Gems live completely off the grid?
0: Hmm. I mean, they have to be common law wed at this point. It's been like five thousand years, almost six. I-, I liked how people
1: were making the license of of Pearl. Like she would go and get a driver's license because if not, it's breaking the law. But, <laughs> but no, the 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 just had to had to shoot down our dreams. Aw. Well, apparently they don't live completely off the grid because they can't have mail delivered to them.
0: Well, that's that's pretty recent. Ever since they built the house, I guess.
1: Well, yeah, but INGQ made it a point to say Steven and the Crystal Gems. Hmm.
0: I mean, I guess Garnet needs to get the newspaper.
1: <laughs> yeah, all the gems have been reading newspaper.
0: Yeah, Amethyst likes the funnies. Ah, uh, but this is this was the episode that brought us the chaps. Chaps. <laughs>
1: I think of all the p- unused potential for Steven Universe merch, food is probably the biggest one. They've had so many...
0: I mean, I know I'd buy Cookie Cat ice cream sandwiches.
1: Oh, yeah, in a heartbeat. The Chaps as well, or... Oh, what other foods? Lion liquors.
0: Ugh, nobody likes those.
1: <laughs> or maybe they can be cat treats.
0: <laughs> there you go.
1: That'd be... That'd be... Oh my god, get a little Lion liquor like, pet treats. That'd be so
0: cute. I don't know, I think that would be going a little bit overboard with the merchandising, but I like I said, I would not be averse to having me some cookie official cookie cats. As long as they were good.
1: Or a dog yeah. nut.
0: Or nice, the... um, you know, I, I don't really go so much for the hot dogs, so putting, the, putting them inside some donuts, not gonna...
1: What about a bagel? The bagel hot dog? Hmm. Wasn't that in the comics? That was it, right? A bagel hot dog?
0: Yeah, it has a recipe. You have to make it yourself. Otherwise, it's not an actual bagel dog.
1: Well, imagine they had, like, a Steven Universe convention. They could have, like, (laughs) limited edition food.
0: Limited edition bagel dog.
1: Yeah, and I mean, like, even if it's not made by the universe. Does
0: it it come with a certificate of authenticity? (laughs) Because I want to make sure I'm eating an authentic bagel dog.
1: Why, it has to be toasted by Rebecca Sugar herself.
0: No, the the dough has to be uh, has 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 to be you know wetted with the tears <laughs> of a child or something. I don't I, I don't know what kind of dark magic they do when they're making this show, but uh, they're doing a good job.
1: Have you seen Discount Supervillain's art of Rebecca Sugar where she looks like some you know magic? What was I'm it? Pretty,
0: I'm pretty sure I saw that one.
1: Yeah, I loved it where she's evil. In, in, in Discount Supervillains, like, someone who writes a show that's sad cannot be good. And I and I, I find that really funny.
0: <laughs> this episode had some really good musical moments, too.
1: Yeah, especially the little piano bit at the end. It reminded me a lot of, like, a Legend of Zelda
0: game. Yeah, I love the, I love the Spelunkin theme. But again, always on point with the songs, but I think this episode in particular stands out for how how well used the music was.
1: Yeah, just cute little background music, really. I loved it.
0: I mean, a very, it was, Spel- Spelunkin is very, very easy to listen to, just, I mean, like I said, most of it is, but it's 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 a good one. Can put it on in the background. The only problem is they're all so short. You need like four minute tracks.
1: True, extended versions?
0: Yeah, like uh licensed or uh, official. There you go. Official extended versions.
1: I would listen but, to You those. know what we
0: got what we got ain't bad. I'm not complaining. I mean you just put the playlist on shuffle.
1: I'm happy that they have the SoundCloud, because fifty percent of my SoundCloud is Steven Universe music.
0: Yeah, that that SoundCloud definitely a uh, a gift, well appreciated. But I guess the really weird part about this episode, and I know I went up the wall trying to figure it out when it first aired, is what made Centipedal freak out at the end there?
1: Uh, Garnet's gauntlets.
0: Yeah, we have a close-up of the gauntlet, so it's like, it's something about that gauntlet that's doing it, but but why? Why now?
1: Well, I think it's just because it's her weapon, and what poofed the Centipedal? Oh, okay, yeah. It was Steven's uh, electric microwave, because it had been Garnet
0: that poofed it. No, in. no, 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 no. The freezer only immobilized it. The gems went in for the kill as three.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, that could that could explain it. I mean, it was the same as, you know, Peridot. When Garnet patted her back, she, like, freaked out. Because, you <laughs> know, she was squished to death by those same hands.
0: When Garnet was confronting it, it didn't freak out that bad. Mm. And that that was when Garnet was a stranger. To her, or you know, they, she didn't have these neutral interactions with Garnet at that point. So they had been; she'd been traveling just fine with Garnet, and then Garnet is looking away from her, summons the gauntlets, and she freaks out more than she did when Garnet summoned the gauntlets and was facing her. Now, that's kind of weird.
1: I don't know. I think I think it seemed pretty explained to me.
0: Mm, I'm just I'm just hoping. I don't. Know, I, you know. I I gotta get my Ronaldo on. Got gotta look for something deeper. <laughs> I gotta hold on to that feeling in my heart just like I am with uh, Pink Diamond Theory right now. Or, you know, Rose equals Pink Diamond Theory. Everybody knows there was a Pink Diamond, but was she Rose? I'm holding on to that.
1: Yeah, there was definitely a Pink Diamond. Was, yeah, I don't know. I think it's not Rose, but of course, totally willing to be proven wrong.
0: Well, like I said, the narrative possibilities of Rose as Pink Diamond are really, really good. Because that would be a great way to have Homeworld lay off Steven. And Earth, if, you know, he becomes Pink Diamond and Earth is his domain. That's that's what I'm crossing my fingers for.
1: Well, yeah, and I mean, I kind of had this interesting little, I don't know, headcanon, that if Rose Quartz was a diamond, if she was Pink Diamond, then that means that her shield is indestructible to everything, like a diamond. It can't be broken by anything except for other diamonds.
0: Like Yellow Diamond and maybe she has a sword or something?
1: And so I'm th- I'm thinking, like, Steven, if he confronts Yellow Diamond, like, face-to-face, nothing could break his shield except for a Yellow Diamond attack. So I think that's kind of cool.
0: That'd that be, like, would be cool.
1: That That's, like, a cool little idea for storytelling. But again, I don't really think that Rose was Pink Diamond. Like, I think too much has been thrown against the theory. But she was definitely... She may have. She may have been what ended Pink Diamond's reign. I don't. Pink
0: know. Diamond. Pink Diamond was very important to the history of the show, and they Absolutely. didn't show us her on the mural for a reason. They, 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 they could not have failed to realize that they would be teasing us by saying, "Oh, here are the legs of Pink Diamond," but let's look at these two, three other murals. We see three of all three of the others, but not her. Why? I don't know. So many Nobody questions. Nobody knows. Well, the crew knows.
1: <laughs> oh man, that yeah, but one. But they ain't telling. What was it? Was it, I think it was Ian or Matt, who were saying something like, I, put, I took this great picture of myself, but it was in my office, which is plastered with season three spoilers, and I'm like, we don't mind.
0: I'm pretty sure that was Matt, because, you know, Ian doesn't work on the show anymore. Yeah, he's, true. He's working on Lakewood Plaza Turbo, and I'm hoping, like, heck, that becomes a full cartoon, because, you know, the shorts are nice, and people are liking the game, but I gotta have me a full show.
1: I don't know. It wasn't it said that uh the last episode that Ian had worked on has yet to air.
0: Um. Well, that was said a while ago. I don't know. I think he, hmm, I think he might have said up to episode ninety. That number ninety's in my head for some reason.
1: I don't know. I don't think it was just a specific number. I mean, you could calculate it. He said last day working at the office, and then go by like nine to twelve months after.
0: Hmm. Anywho, I'm pretty sure it was Matt who's got all the season three spoilers and he ain't telling us anything because you know how he is. Come on, come on, Matt. You can spoil me just a little bit. I mean, I won't even really be spoiling, really.
1: It would it would so be spoiling.
0: Yeah, I know. Theorizer can't, you know, theorizer can't be a prophet. You know, I can't mix roles. I know. I know. I got my job to do. Gotta take it like a gem. <laughs>
1: It's funny, like Matt. I'm not requiring you to say anything. All I'm saying is, uh, two blinks is yes,
0: and one blink is no. Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, but uh, any, any, any closing thoughts about Monster Buddies? Because there was, ooh, this was a good one.
1: I can't remember who introduced this idea, but the whole kind of Monster Buddies all the way to House Houseguest is kind of like a, like a proto Steven Bomb. It's like five episodes with a continuous plot that all kind of cover the same topic, which is Steven's healing abilities. Like, in Monster mm. Buddies, it provides the sort of background to, you know, like, a corrupted gem and, you know, Rose Quartz's powers it sort of hints yeah. at it, and then we have I think an Indirect kiss is next, which we can we're yep. gonna talk about. And yeah, it, it brings up Steven's healing abilities, you know, the whole rise and fall because it's gone by house Guest. in this kind of plot. And it's sort of like the first and it's five episodes. So it's the first yeah. real
0: very convenient
1: yeah, and it's of course the mid season finale too, so it all kind of
0: lines up. The mid season pre finale of Steven Universe! <laughs> well, I guess we're gonna leave it there. Join us next week where we will be talking about an indirect kiss. Until then, I'm GC13. And
1: I'm Sophia. Leave a review on iTunes.
0: Later, kiddos! Our opening and closing music is by James Roach. For more Steven Universe fan-related content, please visit LunarSeaspire.com. Thank you for listening.